So last week we watched Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel. So just because we were watching, uh, you know, I was going to go back to TV. We were doing Westerns. Probably we'll get back to that next week. But I figured since we took a little break to do a mystery, again, we don't normally do movies. We usually watch old TV shows. But it just uh, midway through the week, I was like, you know, like another nice thing about doing these little reviews every week is it's a nice opportunity for me to fill in some blanks, you know, of like stuff I had kind of been meaning to watch or whatever. So if it fits in with what we're doing, I'm like, hey, why not? So this thing just popped into my head. But as I kind of researched it a little, I think it maybe is not what I thought it was, is uh, just this movie Clue from the 80s based on the board game Clue. I was always just kind of vaguely interested in it, and I thought, like, oh, maybe, you know, we watched the really old stuff, the old Nero Wolf and the, uh, like, 1951 Sherlock Holmes pilot, and then those Ryan Johnson movies are the modern one, so this would be, like, maybe the 80s mystery. But then, just doing the most cursory research about this movie, the first big red flag is that it has multiple endings. It has three different endings, which I guess is a bit to emulate like how the board game can go different. And multiple endings just don't work. <laughs> you know, it's a thing with, uh, is, uh, I guess I mentioned before, but I wrote, I wrote a book about video games. It, you can get it at keithcourage.com. It's free. You can go check it out. But one of the things that I brought up in this book is that video games oftentimes try to do multiple endings. And... On the surface, it makes sense because a video game is, you know, uh, interactive, right? Like you decide what you're going to do. So if you do this, you get this outcome. You do that, you do that outcome. But it never is satisfying. Multiple endings never work. And as I was thinking about it, I realized, like, there is actually nothing unique about video games that makes them the only medium capable of multiple endings. You could easily do multiple endings in a, in a novel. You could easily do multiple endings in a movie. But nobody does because multiple endings kind of ruin the whole story. You know, like there's no point in trying to determine where things are going to go, particularly in a mystery. This is a very strange, because in a mystery in particular, you know, you're trying to piece it together, right? Like the evidence and this leads to this, this leads to this. And if it leads to three different things, then nothing can possibly matter. Nothing can mean anything. And I, I feel like that is true in but all wasn't fiction. That kind of a thing. Uh, didn't you guys used to read when you were you were younger? Yeah, the choose your own adventure books. Yeah, choose your own adventure, and it was kind of the same thing, wasn't it? That right. you could, if you chose a certain path, you got a different ending than if you chose. But you may not be me. surprised to hear that those endings were total nonsense. <laughs> you know, none of it worked, and that's what also made me realize, like, you could do that. You could have a literary novel with a choose-your-own-adventure ending, go to page this or go to page that. No one has ever done that and no one ever will because it just... Well, it they just, obviously didn't survive because you never hear of them now. Yeah, it was like a novelty. Yeah, they really yeah. don't do it anymore. But that was in the 80s, wasn't it? That those choose-the-adventures, or maybe the 90s, that they were a big deal. Yeah, it was the 80s. But again, as a story, they're terrible. So maybe that's why this Clue movie, though, is jumping on that same bandwagon of something that seemed to be... You know, a new thing. Oh, we could choose your own adventures. Oh, and now we got to make a movie about choose your own adventure or have a different ending. Oh, and have it. Maybe it was. It's all part of that kind of. When something comes out and seems to be successful, then everybody jumps on the bandwagon. Right, and again, in this case, I think you know they wouldn't have done it except that the board game Clue, you know, has different potential 
it's, it's random, basically. But uh, I think it's telling that, that this is something you almost never hear about. The only other case I can even think of is there was a zombie movie called 28 Days Later that was a pretty decent movie, but they re-released it later on in theaters with an alternate ending, which was no good. And again, it, it just, the reason no one does this is it never works. So there's no way it's going to work in this case either. And I had already downloaded it and got it ready for this week. And then as soon as I learned that, I'm like, uh-oh, this movie's not going to be good. There's a reason why you don't really hear about it that much. But what I figured out afterward too, why maybe it'll be all right, is I just kind of recalibrated. It's like, okay, maybe this is not going to be a legitimate mystery film. Maybe I, I misunderstood when I thought that. This is going to be a comedy. This is just going to be a dumb, silly movie. So maybe if I think about it more in the vein of a carry-on film or something, maybe it'll be entertaining in that vein. But it's just weird to know going into a mystery movie that there's no reason to care about the details because they, they can't possibly matter if there's multiple endings, <laughs> you know? Well, let's go in with, with an open mind, because what I find with a lot of, of uh, mystery-type movies, they always hide something or keep something back from you anyway. Well, not always, but many times. So that, And when you find out what the little thing was that they kept back from you, well, you say, well, geez, I never could have figured this out because I didn't know that. Right. That wasn't something that even was hidden somewhere that if I'd watched really, really closely, I would have picked up on it because it was something that the author or the producer or director, whoever, hid from me, and then suddenly, there it is. Right. And then you could figure it out, but you couldn't figure it out early because it was totally unknown. Yeah, so sometimes, yeah, it's true. It's not like you can always figure things out, but but you should theoretically once all the cards are on the table, it should all come together. Yes, and, but, you sh- and you should be able to put two and three together or whatever and figure it out. But that's what I'm saying here is that there's no mathematical way that could ever be possible. If there's multiple endings and multiple murderers, none of it can ever mean yeah. anything. Well, <laughs> let's know? watch it with an open mind and yeah. see what we think. But if anyone's curious, I doubt anyone wants to dive this deep. But yeah, if you go read my book at keithcourage.com and just go to the chapter about multiple endings, I really get into it because I honestly think it's, uh, it is a terrible idea. Multiple endings are never a good idea. And the only people really still trying to do it are video games. So in that yeah. case, I'm making the case of like video games need to quit it because it never works. I used that game Grand Theft Auto V, the one I showed you with all the insane details about, you know, it's an amazing city. But at the end of that game, there's three characters and you can choose which one's going to die. And one of the stories or one of the choices kind of makes sense. The other two make no sense. But even the one that makes sense only half makes sense because they were trying to steer the ship so that some if they just picked one is what i'm trying to say just pick one and then you could have built the whole story to that ending and it would have been pretty good but because it's a video game they have this weird idea that oh you're supposed to have choice and agency it's a video game but narratively that doesn't work so uh it's a very bizarre thing to do in a movie (laughs) super weird (laughs) so okay well we'll let's watch it and see i guess uh, the only other thing i wanted to say about this movie the reason why this is always in my periphery it's actually a really weird reason because uh you know the 80s is probably the best decade for just like fun popcorn movies for just like fun movies that are just good to throw in the vhs tape and watch there's like a hundred classic movies that came out in the 80s and this one is just didn't make that cut people don't remember it like they remember back to the future et or a karate kid or a fucking hundred other things it's just one of those other 80s movies the reason why i know about this 
this is uh, it's quite low brow, but hey, it's like, hey, wherever you you get your culture from, you know, take it. Wherever you learn your information, take it is on like message boards and crap on the internet where just dudes are hanging out talking about wrestling and video games and, you know, uh, comic books, whatever dumb crap we care about. Eventually someone will make some thread, you know, just like, hey, post boobs that you liked for movies. <laughs> and this movie came up all the time because there's this uh, maid character with this like really low cut dress. And I don't know if it's important to the plot or not, but she's like leaning over to you know, serve people stuff. And it's just kind of funny that the women don't even notice and don't care. But Christopher Lloyd's in this movie and he cannot stop looking at this chick's tits. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I saw these little clips people would just throw online of like, I remember these when I was a kid. I remember these boobies that I like. I saw it enough times that I'm like, what even is this? Where did this come from? And that's how I learned that there is this Clue movie based on the board game. No one ever said if they liked the movie or not, though. They just said they liked this they girl's like, boobs. They like your boobs. And I saw a comment when I was looking this up online. Somebody said, yeah, yeah, whenever this, like, we had this on tape when I was a kid, and my parents would always fast forward past the parts with the maid. There's no nudity in this movie, but that's how, like, hot this lady is. I'm just like, whoa, that's a hot lady that the parents, which is another, I mean, it's a different topic, but that's almost a weird thing to do, too, right? Like, if you kind of didn't, draw attention to it like you know when i was a kid you guys would throw on monty python and have boobs in it and it just sort of wasn't a big deal i feel like you're probably setting your kid up for some kind of weirdness when you make it salacious like that you're like oh you're not allowed to see that then 20 years later he's posting it on the internet of like ah these are the boobs my mom wouldn't let and me look at that's all he remembers about the movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i just thought that's interesting but that's literally all i know about this movie but that's why i know it and it's like well that's a weird route I took, but, you know, you get there however you get there. And uh, I guess the only other thing I wanted to mention is just that it's based on a board game. But I feel like Clue is a good board game to base a movie on. Like, you know, who knows how this will turn out, but I feel like you could make a pretty legitimate mystery movie based on on Clue, because it's like Knives Out or whatever. It's the classic scenario. It's the big mansion. Someone gets killed. Who did it? You know, that's a, that's an okay thing. Whereas nowadays... Man, this is like Hasbro. They own a bunch of different stuff, right? They own Dungeons and Dragons and they own Magic the Gathering. A few years ago, they had to decide, what are we going to make a movie of? Which of our franchises? And they tried Dungeons and Dragons before and it turned out really bad. They're making a new one now, but they, they messed that up. Magic the Gathering is their most successful franchise. It makes the most money, but it's very niche and just for super nerds. So they're like, okay, we don't want to make a movie of that. No one even knows what that is. What they decided to make was Battleship. And it was not a cheap movie. They spent a ton of money. Rihanna was in it. And it's just, it's the battleships, but they're like fighting aliens. And of course it was a huge flop and a huge failure. They get criticized for this all the time, that it's like magic and Dungeons and Dragons are, you know, where you guys make your money and then you throw it away to make Battleship movies. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like bizarre. But yeah, it's like, disappointing because i'm sure a magic the gathering movie would probably be pretty bad but at least take a kick at the can don't just throw in the towel and make a battleship movie that then no one liked because of course they didn't but i just think that's an interesting example because battleship only an idiot would make a battleship movie but i feel like a clue movie is different a clue movie is is all right that's that makes sense to me but again hey we'll see <laughs> yeah we'll see <laughs> yeah because again like i said like I mean, I just don't know anything about this movie. Like, maybe of the hundred 
super classic movies of the 80s, maybe this is just number 101. Maybe it's just not quite enough, you know? And maybe it's great. Let's see. Clue, 1985. All right, so I thought we should just stop after this first ending because, uh, so I mean, we usually when we watch movies, we stop halfway through and go off and do some stuff and come back and finish. So I got to give this movie credit that we didn't do that. It was really kind of rolling along and it's pretty short anyway. So we're like, yeah, let's just let it keep rolling. So I would say I definitely enjoy it on that front. You know, like the, the buildup in this movie, I feel like it was pretty good. Uh, but then this end part is less good, where it's just Tim Curry really explaining at great length all this stuff. And additionally, it's hard to care knowing there's two more endings coming. So yeah. it's like you already know this doesn't really matter, and they really belabored it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, the 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 actual resolution of the of the clues, mm, it was okay. Yeah, but, but uh, up till that point, though, I actually thought it was point, really good. Good acting, very entertaining, very well written. Little little quips uh, that you had to really pay attention to to get the little the little uh, innuendo of things that were going on in the 50s and they really they really spent a lot of time actually developing that Uh, the scenery was fabulous the makeup was good it was hard to you knew who these actors were but it was kind of hard to kind of place them because their makeup was really well done yeah very enjoyable (laughs) yeah definitely like i was saying uh, before about the 80s my kind of feeling about the 80s in general is just that it was the decade of movies that are fun to watch so it definitely has that feeling to it of uh yeah, like if anything, almost too many clever quips. They're just constantly happening all the time. And uh, and yeah, just all that 80s stuff that they just kind of wouldn't do anymore. I mean, like Yvette, the uh, the Buxom Maid, and just the jokes about the the uh, the cook just being fat. You know, <laughs> you can't really do fat and jokes actually, anymore. Actually, uh, okay, so we've seen one ending. Um, it's set up in such a way that I'm interested to see how they resolve the other two endings. Yeah, I'm a little curious too, but it, it does, uh, I do feel like kind of my uh, my prediction at the start, I feel like did kind of work out, not like it's unexpected. You know, again, it's obvious why people don't do multiple endings because it does just, uh, it did sort of ruin any of these endings. Well, like we'll as soon to, as- Well, we'll have to wait until we see the other Well, endings. we won't though. It's not gonna, no, it, because, we won't though. Like because, we're gonna watch them, but it's not gonna make sense. That one barely What I am gonna makes. say about it is if, if this movie is set up to do the three different endings, it's kind of great that there's not a whole raft of these things out there because then this movie can stand alone and be quite successful. I mean, they, it, it, it's well acted, it's well written. Right, but I mean, I, I definitely, though, I certainly maintain it would have been better if it didn't have multiple endings because then you could tighten up the one ending and it could really make sense where even this what the first one we saw, because it was apparently random in theaters. They Each theater had a different random ending and uh, there's versions of it you can get on dvd where you can set it to just play a random ending so even so we saw the miss scarlet ending but that's not the ending there is no ending that's okay. the canonical well, let's one let's wait until, and I, i'll pass judgment when i see the other two 
I would say of those, I, I kind of like the one where everyone killed someone just because at least it has a sort of symmetry to it. But I can, I guess, see why they didn't want to make that just be the ending because it's pretty weird to have a movie where everyone's a murderer. <laughs> right? But I, I, I definitely liked it better than the Miss Scarlet ending. And the Miss Peacock ending was terrible. Like, it's sort of interesting if you've seen the other ones, just to see the alternate version. But imagine if you saw this in the theater in 1985 and that was the ending that you got. It barely made sense to begin with. But the way they with. set it up was well done uh, because they said, and this is what happened, and this is what happened, but this is what really happened. Yeah. So they kind of like set you up. Although there were three different endings, there really weren't three different endings. They were like leading you down one path and said, well, this is how it could have been. Apparently, here's, though, here's number two. This is how it could have been. But this is really what happened, number three. If I'm understanding right, though, this was what they did for the home video. But it wasn't like that in theaters. In theaters, you got one of the three. Oh, really? Well, they, they this, this was well done. A good finish off, I thought. Yeah, that final one. Again, yeah, I feel like if you're going to pick one, the final ending where everyone murdered someone was the best one. But that's also a weird thing that I feel like they probably only did because of multiple endings. Because if the canonical single ending was that everyone murdered someone, <laughs> I mean, that's just very weird. That's an unusual ending to come to. But I definitely liked it the best because... The Except if you go right back to the very beginning, they all were called there for various reasons, but they all would have had motive. Because they were all being, they were all being blackmailed by somebody. They just didn't know who it was. Right. So they all had reason to do it. And so that ending of making it so that each one killed different people for various reasons, different, and it fit. And actually, sometimes if you think about how often when you're reading a mystery, before you finish it, you say, okay, let me see if I can figure this out. And you come up with a solution. So here they came up with solution number one. No, that's not it. Solution number two. No, that's not it. And then finally, they gave you solution number three, which was the real ending. Um, I thought it was rather unique how they did it. Yeah, that final one, I am surprised that it was any good at all. Because, yeah, the first two endings are just, like, so not my cup of tea. that I, I like yeah. that at least the final one. If you one, think of it from the way that I've said, where you, you as, a, a let's say, a reader of a book, and you're trying to figure it out. Yeah, sometimes you're, the way you're trying to figure it out is pretty lame. So there's lame number one, lame number two. But number three actually did fit and was well done. And I do like the idea. I mean, again, it's almost just because this is a, a comedy that everybody killed somebody. But I like the idea. I feel like more mysteries could use the multiple killers, you know? Maybe not every single character needs to have killed someone else. But, but yeah, that there's the one person that did the one thing. It's actually kind of neat if there were a couple of people. It sort of loosens it up a little. It makes these coincidences less coincidental. And it's sort of more potentially believable. I would recommend that to anybody who hadn't seen it, even though we've said what the three endings are. Yeah, well, um, I, I feel like, though, I would say, like, yeah, just if you could get the version that just has the final ending, that's fine. You really don't need those mm -hmm. other two because it was 
such a long diatribe to explain Miss Scarlet, and I just really thought the Miss Peacock one was terrible. That was a terrible ending. Like, I just am imagining if you were in the theater and you only got that ending and you didn't get the other two, like, you'd walk out of the theater going, like, what the fuck was that movie? <laughs> what the hell kind of ending was that? And apparently there was a fourth ending where uh, Wadsworth wasn't Mr. Body. He was just the butler, but he still did all the murders. But apparently it was so wacky that they looked at the footage and they were like, no, no, that's too much. We just, even we don't like that one. <laughs> so, so there's too far. But considering that it was made off a board game. Oh, yeah, that's one and, thing I and, was going to say, yeah. A, a very creative. Yeah, I mean, as far as a board game movie goes, I honestly can't really imagine a better movie based <laughs> on a board game because, yeah, like, it, it starts getting so weird where when they are gift-wrapped and given all of the game pieces from the board game, it kind of reminds you, like, oh, yeah, this whole thing is just based on a, a dumb board game. <laughs> like, that's a hard thing to do. So I do think from that sense, yeah, I think they did about as good as you could really do for a, a board game. It's, just, it's funny, right, that, uh, you know, we were very critical of Glass Onion last week that is, you know, a pristine fucking uh, prestige mystery, where this is obviously just more of a silly thing, but we clearly like this better. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's just as long as the story is what it's meant to be. Like, Glass Onion had a lot of very silly characters but it wasn't meant to be a silly movie where this had silly characters but it is meant to be a silly yeah. movie so it's okay yeah and they those actors were excellent they all interacted you got i got the impression that they probably really enjoyed making this movie because it was so kind of campy and bizarre at certain points and uh, you know uh, leslie warren at first we thought it was the the sexy uh, maid whose boobs were exposed but leslie warren was hanging hers out there pretty much too <laughs> and strutting around and um the costumes that they wore i mean mrs peacock's cat's eye glasses were just fabulous and her hairdo and uh, they looked like they really they really had fun with this thing. Another thing I like about that final ending where you find out that Michael McKean is an FBI agent is because then it makes his uh, constant bumblingness and uh, accidentally knocking things over and stuff. It has a, a purpose. It has a point where he's just trying not to draw attention to himself. He's like Columbo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he really wants no one to suspect that he's on the ball in any way. So there's a reason for this. It's not just pratfalls for the sake of pratfalls. <laughs> And yeah, it's just nice that it, it ties it up better. But yeah, again, it's one of those movies that was just always on my bucket list, so I'm glad I finally got to see it. And uh, Well, I was very surprised at it. I was thinking, oh, this is going to be pretty cornball, making it off a game show. And it, it sort of was, but, it was, <laughs> but in it, a good way. It was, but in a way that... that uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't pretentious. It wasn't trying to be something other than um, a creative movie made off a board game. And yeah, just a really good cast as well. Like everybody in it. Excellent is, yeah. cast. Excellent cast. And well-known cast. I mean, there there were one or two people that maybe weren't big names, but everybody else was a big name. That's why I'm saying that they must have had to to get that caliber of actor in this show. I'm sure a lot of them were like, "What? You're making enough board game? Are you are you crazy? You can't do something like that." And then they read the script and it's like, "Hey, this would be kind of fun." So off they did. They had fun.